friends, countrymen, lovers of all things design. This is Grits and Grids. Today I'm chatting with Bill Gardner. You may know Bill from Gardner Design. He's the founder, obviously, but he's also the creator of Logo Lounge, which any of you who have designed a logo, I'm sure, have gone to that resource. Um, Bill, why don't you say hi to everyone and give hey, a yes. quick little backstory? Yeah, a little a little backstory then. Uh, so, uh, Gardner Design is my real life, and uh, Logo Lounge is kind of like my uh, other little side life, if you will. Um, obviously, Gardner Design really focuses on brand identity, and we've been doing this for man thirty years in one carnation or another. But mm-hmm. uh, starting in about two thousand and one, uh, we went ahead and uh, started up Logo Lounge at, at absolutely the worst possible time to ask designers <laughs> to buy into something. You know, I mean nine eleven. It just happened, and uh, uh, but but it's been one of those things that designers have totally embraced, and uh, and hell, it put my daughter through college. So there we go. Hell yeah! All right, that's awesome. I, I mean, it was one of the first places I ended up when I was doing research on logos, and I think I've loved it ever since. And um, well, I don't think I it's was natural. around. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's kind of logical. I I grew up with um, you know cabinets full of books, and it, I love books, and yeah. especially <laughs> design books, you know, and logo book catalogs and and the likes. And at, at the point, I realized where our designers might be looking for, like, say, reference for a rabbit. And there was a stack of books a yard high, and we'd gone through all the post-it notes in the office. You know, mm-hmm. I started to say, "There's got to be an easier way." And uh, yeah, so it it basically turned into, "Hey, if uh, you know where the idea came from, it came from eBay." Oh yeah, yeah. It, 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 okay. Think about eBay. Uh, eBay was two years old at the time, and if somebody had a teapot they wanted to sell, they could upload a picture of the teapot and a description of the teapot, and I could go on and I could type in teapot and I could see their teapot and you know read about. It. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, God, you know, <laughs> this is easy. What what a great model. What would happen if a designer just uploaded a picture of their logo and typed in the keywords along with that, and you typed in rabbit instead of post-it noting books, it pulled up three hundred mm-hmm. rabbits, and you know there we go. Yeah, I mean, and I think what's brilliant too is like with those publications, and believe me, uh, there is nothing better than getting a brand new design annual or book. And I don't know about you, but the first thing I do is just open it up to any page and take a big, deep breath because oh. it's my favorite smell in the world. You know what? Okay. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because people <laughs> look at me strangely. I, I pick up design books and I, I ripple through the pages real quick with my nose right there. Yeah, I can tell where it was printed based off of the smell. Honest to God, books that are printed in the uh, Pacific Rim smell different than the ones that are printed in Europe, smell different than the ones that are printed here. And I go, oh, yeah. And they go, what are you doing? (laughs) It's like fine wine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's from Japan. It's (laughs) That's awesome that you can do that. I mean, I think we can both agree that that's something that's not going to be able to be done uh, you know, anytime. Oh, oh I'm, you know, God, I wish you hadn't just said that, but I mean, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. uh, obviously, you know, we, especially as designers, we love, uh, information that is fresh and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I'm going to say this and you're going to see that there's kind of a counter to this because obviously Logo Lounge produces books, you know, and we, we love the books that we produce. But mm-hmm. when you, when you think about it, if, um, uh, you know, if, 
let's say that you go to a bookstore, if you can find a bookstore now, and yeah, uh, you, yeah, and you pick up a book and you're riffling through it, and um, uh, it's full of logos, and you realize that uh, that book may have been sitting there on the shelf for you know six months or a year, you don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, the logos that were submitted for that book, you know, may have been fresh the day they were sent to the uh, uh, person putting the book together, but they were probably a year, two, three years old. So really, when you're going to a book and you're pulling it out and going, great, I'm going to use this for reference. You're looking at history. Right. You know, I mean, (laughs) I want to see what's happening now. I'm going to go get this book, you know, and you open it up and there's stuff that's three and four years old. Um, And the thing about Logo Lounge is it created that immediacy because it happens in real time that, you know, somebody who designed a logo for, let's say, a baker in Australia this morning and uploaded it to the uh, Internet. Designers are going to see that logo on Logo Lounge before that baker sells his first loaf of bread today. And, you know, there's that immediacy that we live in now. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's exactly what makes Logo Lounge so powerful. And in in a lot of ways, Logo Lounge was the inspiration for Grits and Grids, too. Um, I just was collecting this stuff already. What a great site you guys have. You know, I mean, mean, I, I see that. And you guys have figured it out and you've got it. You win it. Yeah, and it's you know it's a uh, it's the quintessential. I, I was doing it anyway. You know, I'm like I'm collecting this stuff for the very reasons you just said. Like, right. yeah, I mean, if you publish a book on restaurant branding or beverage branding, I'm oh, gonna yeah. buy it. Yeah, but you know, to, there, there there would have been a call for entries, which would yep. have lasted six yep. months. Yep. Then there would have been the selection process, which <laughs> lasts for probably another six, and then yep. there's the layout and publication process, which is probably a year. And like you said, it's, it's been three years now. Let's not give away all the secrets, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very true. Right. And, and so it's like, it's more of an archive than it is um, a trend yeah. book. You know, it, um, it is and it isn't. Um, uh, and especially right now, I, I think we were talking just a little bit before we went on air about uh, I'm in the process of putting together a uh, uh, course for lynda.com right now, which is called mm-hmm. Spotting Trends. And a, a lot of that has forced me to kind of go back into old design. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going back decades looking at, you know, the, um, uh, the chronology of what happened, what logo led to another logo led to another logo. And as you do that, you start to find that, you know, er, uh, everything ends up coming back around. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago about a designer that uh, uh, his aesthetic is really kind of trending back to that past design and kind of rolling it back around. So, you know, not, nothing yeah. that's ever been designed is totally worthless. I mean, it, it, it still provides us value and insight as to where it's going. Yeah, and it can always, I mean, it sparks ideas. And I think that's, you know, inspiration is really the reason why we do it as well, it's not up there so you can look at it and rip on it. It's up there and say, Oh, it's a clever, it's a clever angle to that. Um, well, you know, I think think it's all bit forward, isn't it? I mean, you you look at it and you stand on the shoulders of that great piece that you just put up on your site and you say, okay, I can push this to the next level. I can evolve Mm -hmm. this forward. Yeah. And it's the thinking behind it too. I think that, maybe it helps you see what you're doing a little bit differently as well. That's what I've always loved. So um, I think what I posted actually today is a wine label, which talk about a daunting task, <laughs> you know, it, you can easily go with making something nice. Cause we all know what, what a nice wine label mm-hmm. looks like, but mm-hmm. 
the meaning behind it and how they pulled their inspiration to me was just really smart and clever. And, um, you know, I think that's what we look for. And, and so even when you have a designer like, um, Alvin or Alvin Diak, yeah. And then uh, Aaron yeah. Draplin, yep. who is, you know, Draplin, I think his entire career is based on retro design. Yep. You know, um, big old fatty lines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's brilliant at it and it's, and it's great aesthetic, but, um, yeah, I think you know you, you start looking at their work and you say, ah, like I like I like the way they approached that and used what would be considered a nostalgic or dated um, aesthetic, but made it somehow fresh and new and today, which is uh, really interesting as well. And I think you can only really do that when you have a nice, you know, bird's eye view of everything that's going on. Well, you you've got to understand how you got there. You know, um, you know, with Aaron in particular. I mean, he. he it's not like Aaron just, uh, you know, pulls out his fatty line and starts drawing stuff. I mean, he right. knows why that works. He knows how he got there. I, you know, sometimes I'll tell people it's more important to know where you are. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's less important to know where you are than to know how you got there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because if you know how you got there, then you're able to kind of, uh, look back at that and know why people respond to it the way they do. And there are too many designers that, uh, uh, We'll we'll pick up a logo and they'll go. God, I love the look of this. I'm just going to imitate this, you know, in in some way. Not right. not a lift, you know, but they they want to recreate that aesthetic, but they don't know why that aesthetic works. And right. you know, w- without that foundation, without that understanding, uh, you know, you aren't driving anything forward. All you're doing is you're just kind of spinning your wheels in place. Yeah, yeah, and we see that too. I think there's a lot of discussions when we're, you know, comparing and. And in looking at different um, solutions to whatever the brief may be here, there's a lot of discussion on, okay, we'll, we'll give everyone the praise. Everything looks nice. Yep. But, <laughs> you know, that's why we all have a job because we make things look nice. Now, <laughs> you know, how much of this is stuff that looks quote unquote cool yep. and how much of it really answers the the brief and the ask? True. Um, you know, and you usually get to take down about 70% of the stuff with a little bit of heartbreak because you're like, that looks really cool, you know, but save, save it for something else. You'll use it again. Believe me. You know, and you're um, mentioning wine labels. I, I, I love that example because if, if you think about it, I mean, you've, you've got those wine labels. I guess you've got so many different people that you're talking to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in, in that market, so many different types of consumers that are out there. And, uh, you know, the ones that are just looking for that ostentatious label that um, uh, looks like every classic French wine label should look out of, you know, right. some some crypt in uh, Burgundy or something like that uh, versus those people that are going, you know, I'd, I'd like for this bottle of wine that I'm giving as a gift to show some sense of my own aesthetic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to the people I'm giving to. Uh, despite the fact I have no idea if it tastes like crap or not, um, you know, right. <laughs> but right. damn, it's a beautiful label. Yep. When I, and I love the, the, the solutions that, so I think there's a, you know, especially in wine and spirits very much. So there is a fear of not, uh, uh how do I put it? Like illegitimacy. Like if we don't have a certain look, then we won't be taken seriously by the industry. True. Um, and in, in a lot of ways that can happen in the restaurant industry too, but I think it's even more specific to wine where the snoot level is quite high. Um, but then you have brands like white girl that it's just so freaking awesome because they said everyone else 
can bugger off. We don't care if you drink our wine. We want this certain person to love this wine. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go after them. And that's those are the brands that disrupt. And those are the brands that change, I think, the game. No, I totally um, agree with you. I totally agree. Yep. It's pretty funny. Um, so the Linda thing sounds really cool. And you guys have about five other videos already. And you're about to launch this sixth one. Um, yeah, so um, uh, Linda, for those people that aren't familiar with it, Linda.com, which is actually uh, owned by LinkedIn and uh, uh, the likes, have probably one of the most incredibly deep libraries of uh, educational courses online uh, uh, out there. And there have just been some tremendous designers that I have just glowing respect for that have uh, uh, worked with them and the likes. And they came to us about three years ago and uh, had to start developing a series of courses for them um, on various things regarding uh, identity design, logo design, uh, and and they've been incredibly well uh, received. But uh, they've uh, just in the last year started having us uh, uh, do our trend reports. And we've been doing this trend report for logo design for the last 15 years. So, you know, we've got this uh, tremendous archive to kind of go back into. But um, this whole idea of kind of forecasting and predicting a trend um, is something that I I guess we've turned more and more into a science uh, Mm -hmm. now. And the number of designers that I've had a chance to kind of share the process with and that have bought into it, um, that kind of come back to me and go, oh, my God, I, okay, I get it now. <laughs> I, I, I get what you've been saying. Um, it's just really rewarding and uh, uh, something that uh, is pretty easy to teach people. So anyway. Well, and spotting the trends is really, you know, is um, I think it's easy once you see what you've written. Like as far as when you release the trend report, I think yep. there's a lot of head nodding like, oh, yeah, I see that happening. Yeah. For me, every year when you release that, I, I will look at it kind of with like a bit of holding my breath because I almost <laughs> don't want to see something that I've done. You know? I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so when we actually go to people and say, um, yeah, can you send us this logo so we can use it in the, the you know, I, I can always feel that same hesitation in there, you know, yep. do, I, do I hit the send button or not? Uh, so really, so the very first thing that we say in every trend report in that first opening, you know, volley is mm-hmm. guys, I'm just reporting what I'm seeing. I'm right. Not I'm, I am not telling you to do this. <laughs> what I am doing is I am informing you where we are right now. And, the, you know, the entire premise of this, you know, the foundation of design is that you evolve, you, you move things forward, you know, and that you don't just lift, you don't just imitate. So when we put something out there, um, and a lot of times you go, well, and in, in it, we will say, okay, um, so this we've seen drawn out of this, and that came from this. Okay, I've just given you three steps there. You should now be able to figure out where that fourth step is yourself. Mm-hmm, yeah. If, if, if I gave you a map and put a pin in it and said, okay, this shows you where a person is. Let's say it's a map of the U.S. and it's right in the middle. And, uh, and I said, tell me where they're going to be tomorrow. You would have no idea. 
you don't have, right. have any idea if they're flying by plane or if they're walking, if they're driving, which direction they're going. But if I give you that same map and I stick another pin in and say, here's where they were yesterday and here's where they were the day before and here's where they were the day before that, then you can sit there and kind of go, okay, I get it. Uh, they're walking uh, west. They're uh, uh, somewhere in the Midwest right now They're uh, or they're driving. They've gone about 500 miles a day. They're probably going to be in Nashville tomorrow. You know, right. so suddenly I've given you enough information that you can kind of move forward on your own. And that's the way that the trend reports are designed now is so that you can start to look back at this kind of history and say, OK, here's how you push this forward. And it's what designers have always done somewhat mm -hmm. intuitively, but it's trying to break it down into a step by step process. Yeah. Yeah. I actually can't wait to watch that video because I think it would be good to use what's learned on that to talk more about. <clears throat> the restaurant trends and the and the beverage trends. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Even though you know, I'm saying logos here. You, you know, keep in mind this is a broad. Uh, I mean, this is applicable to any area, um, right. uh, not even just design, uh, but obviously to uh, you know, uh, label design or to packaging design or magazine design or interface design or you know anything. It's you know mm -hmm. applicable. Well, and so. Uh, so what I like about trends is, is it kind of hopefully it should steer you away from, like you said, lifting that and just doing right. it again. Um, I think that's where I get a little bit like, oh, damn it. I did a logo that fits that trend. <laughs> you know, I'm like, ah, I want to be yeah. ahead of the curve. <laughs> you know, and, and that's not altogether totally bad because if, if you sure. think about it, um, when we report the trends, uh, people will come to me and they'll go, well, you know, what about so-and-so? And I'm going, oh, yeah, I agree. It's out there and people have been doing this for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm not saying it's not out there. And I'm, by the way, I'm not saying that these 15 trends are, you know, uh, the total package of where we should be going. Um, right. Because there certainly is value to that very corporate mark. There is value to that. I mean, all of these things that we've kind of built our foundation on as designers, uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, everything's going to be dated and have an expiration on it that, you know, we need to pitch it out of the refrigerator in two weeks. You right. Know, um, I mean, design is built to last, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's, well, it should be, right? I mean, yeah. It should be timeless. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind, when we say trend, we're not saying trendy. We're saying right. trend, um, and and trend is just uh, indicative of a direction that something is moving. It's not saying that it's trendy. Well, and so what's interesting about the timelessness to me is mm -hmm. how the digital world has sort of stripped us of that a little bit more. Oh, and yeah. um, this may be the worst segue ever, ever, but Logo Lounge did just go through a redesign not yep. too long ago. Yep. And so <laughs> I'm sure the impetus was – well, our website's too old, uh, <laughs> but was there, and that's not a jab. It's just, no, you know, no, no, no. as soon as you launch your website, it's too old, right? It's, yep. um, <laughs> so well, how do you go about approaching that? And that, that's a daunting task for something like Logo Lounge. It is. It's huge. Um, but I mean, uh, and, and I'm sure with your site that you have to give consideration of the very same things. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what what do you do with a site that is designed to talk about design? You know, you don't want to overwhelm. Uh, Armin just went through um, uh, redesign on brand new, and I, I and I love mm -hmm. what he did. Um, it, but it's one of those things where you want to kind of stay out of the way. 
right. <laughs> with you know um, uh, what you're putting up there. I think a couple of things uh, happened with the uh, uh, redesign on Logo Lunch. Um, and, it, and just to be clear, I mean, uh, that thing started up in 2001. I think this is the fifth iteration of it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're continually kind of redesigning it. But it was, uh, uh, I mean, okay, I'm going to confess, it was not even responsive. Um, before yeah. we did this, I was going, no, okay, <laughs> I'm a moron. You know, it's 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 the old thing about the uh, uh, the cobbler's kids, the last ones to get the shoes. You know, we're sure. all, always busy designing on other people's stuff. But um, uh, if if you think about it, we have we now have more than a quarter of a million um, logos that have been uploaded by our members to the site, which is this huge amount of, um, you know, uh, information. Um, and the thing that really makes the site work is context. Um, right. The fact that it is so incredibly searchable that, uh, you know, uh, if, if, if I were to sit there and in a restaurant, you know, it's going to come back to me with, and I'm making this up, but, you know, 2,300 logos that are for restaurants. But what right. we do is we can start to home in on that by varying degrees. We can just pull up the restaurants that have uh, been logos that have been in books or just those that have received any score from judges or those that have been put into people's, you know, kind of um, uh, little accounts that they're looking at or, you know, I mean, so there are so many ways that you can start to filter this down to take a look at, you know, the really credible stuff versus the less credible stuff or start to identify regionality of where it was done or the designer it was done for or the, you know, the mm-hmm. client that it was done for or, you know, to key off of certain keywords. So it's incredibly contextual, the uh, information that's in there. So that if if you're a smart logo lounge user, you can get to thousands and millions, you know, in close to, you know, a quarter of a million things, or you can hone it right into those exact things you're looking for. Right. And so, I mean, the, the tagging of it is is pretty insane. I mean, you know, just um, <clears throat> organizing that content. Now, I know it's the honest of the designer uploading to tag, but do you guys go back in and, and tag additionally? We do. Um, and, uh, you know, you're the first person who's ever asked me that. Um, <laughs> but but it's true. Um, uh, so I'm in a, uh, just to kind of describe this to people, we're, we're in Wichita, Kansas. And I'm mm-hmm. in a 50-foot um, uh, wide by 150-foot long old building that uh, uh, is kind of in an old town part of uh, Wichita with uh, a mezzanine story. And the mezzanine story uh, is entirely Logo Lounge. And uh, we've got uh, 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 Ellen Healy, who uh, runs it up there, and Troy Tabor, who's our uh, uh, developer and partner in it, and uh, an intern up there. And they will pull up um, uh, any images that have been uploaded that um, have few keywords or don't have keywords, and they will start adding keywords into them so that they are more easily found um, Mm -hmm. and uh, more attributable. And there's, there's a lot of effort that goes on in the back end to make sure the, the material that gets uploaded is easily found by people so that it really is relevant and useful to them. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I suspected was being done because, you know, really search is, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. It's not, it's not the new currency. It's just like it's the most important thing, and being able to find what you're looking for when you search, especially with a resource like Logo Lounge. And I'll admit that Grids and Grids search is absolute garbage, but um, oh. <laughs> we, we also haven't monetized anything yet. So, um, you know, but it, it's so important, though. I mean, you know, we talked to 
Shutterstock people a bit. Um, yeah. They come in and present to us and everything, and just the amount of time that they spend ensuring the tagging is relevant and um, thinking of new ways of tagging. Like they now have a way for you to filter through pictures by selecting a color. Yep. You know, yep. and that that to me is mind blowing. <laughs> it's just mind blowing. You know, honestly, we uh, and, and and just a quick aside from that. Uh, yeah. Troy, Troy Park color selection on there um, in a previous iteration. We we pulled it down. We could put it back up in a minute, but sure. it was one of those things where I started realizing, you know, is there really a lot of value to finding all the yellow logos? Right. Is there really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet your color was really what people were looking for. But um, but one of the things that is valuable is that we collect. Uh, though we don't collect data on specific designers. Uh, mm -hmm. We do aggregate general information so that we're able to look at the site and tell what's trending in which way. Um, we can actually take a look at color and start to identify, you know, uh, gee, there's a rise in popularity of these particular colors um, in a particular time. Uh, mm -hmm. one, one of the really unique things that uh, is possible off of the site that we utilize when we uh, write our trend reports is that if you think about it, Joseph, you you and I and the rest of the designers listening here um, mm -hmm. are privy to a lot of information far in advance of it being released to the public. Um, right. You know, I mean, when we work with a client that's getting ready to launch a, a new restaurant or ready to put out a new bottle of wine or, you know, ready to start a new venture, uh, they may be talking to us a year before it actually, you know, comes to manifestation or, you know, uh, or, or longer sometimes. Right, right. And uh, when we go on and we start searching for uh, specific industries or specific fields, I mean, I can recall before food trucks, when all of a sudden we started to see a uh, pop in the number of people that were keyword searching for food trucks. And, right. you know, I'm kind of going, Hmm, okay, this is interesting because, you know, statistically we could look and we could say, okay, this is a, uh, a keyword that has been searched before, but all of a sudden statistically there's a, there's a peak in it. And right. we can start to tell a little bit about what's going on within the industry and society based off of the work that we do and what people are searching for right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, do you, when you're doing trend reports, oh. is there any like future thought reports? Like, would you use that information to kind of, you know, predict like predictions and stuff? As, as my wife says, would I use it for good and not for evil? Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because that was a much better way of asking that question. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting uh, here silent, like, how do I ask this? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I mean, uh, in the first place, we're incredibly respectful of the information that we gather from um, our, our members and, hmm. uh, and, and the likes. But yeah, it does work into the trend reports. And I mean, that's part of how we find uh, uh, the, the trend in there. It's, it's one of the keys that we kind of utilize when we're um, looking especially at uh, industries that are starting to see a, you know, a, a rise in design activity uh, mm -hmm. and the likes or, or particular trends. Um, you know, so here's always been a little bit of a fear of mine from this trend report is a little mm -hmm. bit of the self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, because uh, from time to time, we'll do a report and I may kind of go, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a trend, but I'm not totally right. sure. You know, yeah. I've seen, I, I've gathered up four examples of it here and I put it out there. And the next year I start seeing all kinds of other examples and I'm going, 
either I was really right or somebody <laughs> looked at the trend report and said, oh, that's what I should be doing, you know, right. and, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't know if it's entirely self-fulfilling or not, but well. <laughs> it's a good way of thinking about it too. Um, <laughs> because it's like, you know, you, you put that idea in, in that person's mind and we go through that a lot with, um, we're trying to get some, what I would call usable feedback from people when, like like from design. You know, and you have to be so careful to not seed them with the answer mm-hmm. that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I don't know how many people actually realize how these trend reports go together, but um, uh, anymore we've been releasing them at the uh, How Design Conference. They've asked us mm-hmm. to come and kind of use that as a launch point for them. And we and we love doing it, and it gets incredible uh, reception there. Uh, we've been selling out the room, <laughs> uh, you know, every time we do one of these. But um, when we do a uh, trend report, it usually starts about this time of year. And, of course, we just closed out our uh, call for entry for Book 10 uh, just last week. And uh, we had 40,000 total uh, entries, which is just an I mean, it it is the large largest design competition out there. Um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> nobody else has 40,000 pieces coming that you've got to sort. And uh, it literally comes down to, you know, uh, it's in the judge's hands now. But I take everything that has been submitted since the last report. And that's probably going to come out to around 25,000 pieces this year. And I... I do literally look at every one of those 25,000 logos. I pull them up uh, on a screen full of about uh, 20 at a time, and I will drag off the screen anything that I see, any nuance of freshness, something that I haven't seen before, something that Uh piques my interest off to the side. And that leaves me with a couple of thousand that I open up in a document. And then I start to grid these things out into 10 by 10 grids. And then I play the world's largest version of match game. Um, it is, uh, I, I'll, I'll grab a, a, a logo of interest and I'll go, okay, ah, okay, there's another logo that has a little bit of that going on. And, and it's happening over here too and over here. And I start to build these clusters out on the page. And uh-huh, uh-huh. after about a week's time, and it, it literally is about a week's time in this, um, I'll find that I'll have somewhere 80, 90 different clusters uh, in there. Mm. And some of them I'll go, okay, uh, these have happened. These are old, uh, but I see some freshness here. This is emerging out of this. And we'll name all of those clusters as to, you know, something that indicates what we see going on in them. And we've got a group of other logo designers uh, around the world, frankly, that we kind of go back to that are my, you know, trust source that I go to and say, which ones of these do you see as having the most impact? And we always knock it down to 15 and uh, find four good examples that we can, uh, that kind of prove out that trend a little bit. And then we explain why we think that happened and where it came from. Uh, and sometimes it's totally boggling, you know, you have no idea where something came from. Right. It, it's one of those experiences where you get so deep into going through these thousands of logos that you have an incredible sense of where the industry is going Mm -hmm. by the time you've completed the report. And, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know of anybody else that spends as much time uh, going logo blind as I do, just kind of looking at, you know, it's a, it's a snowstorm of logos. So, yeah. So I so, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, it, I mean, I know how mesmerizing it can actually be as well as just to like, you find yourself, <laughs> I know I've found myself at times looking at, uh, at work 
more than I'm actually doing the work. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is actually um, – so what I'm going to do is I think this is a great segue into talking about something that we haven't touched on at all, which is gardener design. Ah. However – Sure. We're at our 30-minute mark, and mm. I like to stay true to my promises. So sure. I think we wind this one down and okay. – we regroup. Um, I would love to do a second episode and let's talk everything gardener. Um, I feel like logo lounge is great, but it monopolized the whole conversation. <laughs> and there is an amazing design firm that you run that we haven't talked about. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Really generous comment. And I appreciate it. And let's absolutely do that. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll, we'll say goodbye to everyone now and then I will follow up with you um, again uh, with an email. We'll, we'll figure out a good time to come back on and talk about gardener. Maybe that's for the following month. I think that'd be amazing. Hey, and congratulations again on your site. You have tremendous material up there, and uh, what a resource. I appreciate well it. I appreciate it. And congratulations to all the people that are on it because it's some amazing work happening in our world, which is beautiful, right? Perfectly done. Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Do follow us at Grits Grids. That's Grits Grids with no end in between on Instagram and Twitter. This podcast and the Grits and Grids blog is a passion project of Vigor, a restaurant and beverage branding and marketing firm based in Atlanta. Check us out at www.vigorbranding.com. And of course, we're all over social media. Until next week, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and be creative.